Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Fighting for Justice. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, so we are going through some changes in the firm, and one of the changes that we are going through are that we are adding some new people, some new blood, some new life to the firm. And one of those new people is Michael Tedesco. He is going to come on with us full time starting as of Monday. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the family, Mike. How you doing? How you been? How do you feel about <laughs> joining us? I'm excited. I, uh, as I've explained to you, and I don't know if I've actually gotten the chance to explain it to everybody on the team exactly where my motivations lie, but uh, they better be watching this podcast. <laughs> That's right. You tell them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've. I've I mean, who hasn't, if, if, you, if you haven't been under a rock, who hasn't just been seeing all the crazy crap that's been going on in our country for the last however many years you want to say? Um, I think that depending on who you are and the eyes that you have and have been looking at the world, you could go back a lot further than what I've said. I've started getting freaked out. I think I've obviously led a privileged life as a, uh, you know, a white man and all the things that come with that, all the privileges I've had. And I've only started getting freaked out in the last six seven years like you know up until that point everything was hunky-dory for me and so i you know but nonetheless that's that's an over exaggeration but nonetheless i've been motivated to want to do something about these things i see happening around me in my world um and um i've had the the privilege of uh having a lot of great people in my life and i think that i've now reached a point where jj is going to help me utilize the skills that I have to actually make an impact on the world. And in these ways that I'm seeing that I'm, I'm just, I'm not happy with the way the world is in so many ways. I'm not happy with how people are having to exist because of the way society is forcing them to exist. And if I have the ability to make their existence better, I think JJ has the ability to show me how, and I look forward to, to helping his team do whatever they can, uh, you know, and, uh, it's funny. He was telling me it might take a while to to find the fulfillment that I want to feel like I'm helping people. But like the, every single day, I'm in your office and I hear you talking to somebody. Like we're impacting people's lives. Like if we help them get out of jail and spend the next week with their loved ones before the trial, that could mean everything to them. And you know that's just by far the most impactful work I'm, I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah. I won't ramble too much more because we got to. No, this is, this <laughs> is, this is our show. This is, you know, today is going to be getting to know you guys, getting to talk to you guys. I'm going to drive the conversation a little bit, but you know, I like, I like what you said. And one of the reasons why um, I'll toot your horn a little bit for you. One of the reasons why we're willing to take these steps and you'll find out more on Monday um, is because you came in willing to work. You came in wanting to help. You came in making zero excuses and saying, Hey, I want to make a difference. I just don't know what to do. And it started from like, hey, just like, why don't you come around? Because, you know, you, you might like some of the things. And you kept asking right. questions. You kept wanting to help. And every single one of us, every single attorney was like, man, that guy wants to be here. 
Mm. And that made us want to, you know, hurry up and not waste no time, bring you right on in and say, come mm. on, brother, let's get to work then. And so with that, <laughs> with that, I'm going to slide over and I'm going to talk to my man, Leo. And, and first, before I talk to you, Leo, let me say to your parents, kudos, shout out, flowers to y'all. I hope y'all watching this because I haven't met you yet, but man, I, I can only imagine how proud y'all must feel that this young brother, like I'm, I'm going to cry, but the way, he, the way he, the way he came out and looked and sought me out, it inspired me to keep going. And so like, I want the world to say hello to my new young boy, Leo Egby. Leo, tell him about yourself. Uh, how's it going everybody? My name is Leo Egby. I'm, I just finished my freshman year of college at uh, Wilkes University yeah. up in the Scranton area. So uh, all my all my Wilkes-Barre people listening, watching, uh, shout out Wilkes University, BSU. I know you guys are going to be tuned in. I know those are my people right there. So representing uh, Wilkes-Barre, also representing the 610, Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, Pottstown area. That's where I went to high school. That's where I live currently uh, when I'm home and I'm working for JJ. And I've only been, this will be the end of my, my second week, I guess, a little bit under 14 days because of the, the holiday and whatnot. But been in the firm for about 14 days, been the court, drafted them, helped draft a motion, been doing doing some things that people don't really get to do until they get out of law school. So I appreciate the trust that was, you know, given to me by JJ and Josh and Dave and Mike and Cheryl, everybody in the firm that treats me like an adult. You know, the worst thing you can do is be treated like a kid when you're trying to do adult things, people looking at you and undermining you. And I trust that, I, I just respect the fact that they, you know, they know that I'm still learning. They know that my knowledge is still lacking, but they still give me these tasks and know that I can come to them for help. But they also want me to go out there and test my own knowledge and, and learn these things on the fly and know that it'll it'll pay off in the end. So, you know, there's nothing nothing more heartwarming than people taking a chance on you and knowing that you, you're you not the most qualified guy and you don't have the experience, but knowing that they can still teach you, they can still get something out of you and see that you can offer something. So shout out to everybody at the firm. And, you know, I appreciate you guys for real. Absolutely, man. We, we appreciate having you. It has been amazing already, and I look forward to all the stuff we're about to do. So, guys, let's let's get into it. Let's talk. Um, <clears throat> today's topic is going to be about dreams. I want to talk to the mm -hmm. both of y'all about, about dreams. Like, Leo, you are, what, 19 now, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And so at Man, 19, I wish I had the vision you do at your age. Goddamn. At, right? <laughs> and, I, and I thought I was yeah, focused man. at 19. But, like... Uh, what are your dreams when you when you go to sleep at night what wakes you up and and, and when I say wakes you up right I'm gonna give it a lot of shout outs today so just keep your eyes and your ears open guys Eric Thomas is somebody I want y'all to start listening to uh, he is a he is a motivational speaker look him up most people will know his name right a lot of these things I'm I'm, I'm talking to you guys about are directly from him so Leo at 19 like what what are your dreams for your life? What do you, what makes you get up and what drives you? Uh, to me, what drives me really is, is competition. Uh, having, uh, and competition can be taken in different ways. But for me, it's the fact that I've, I've grown up being an athlete and I've seen that it can translate to real life situations. Uh, every day, you know, I want to be able to go to bed that night and say that I got better at something that day. I, I understood something better that day or I got something out of that day. And it's a competition with myself. It's not so much everybody else. I'm not watching the to out outdo or outwin somebody else. I'm just trying to outdo myself. 
I want to be better than I was start at the start of that day. And, and that's putting myself in uncomfortable situations. That's abandoning the comfort of a regular 19 year old job and seeking out, you know, a law firm, knowing that that's the career path that I want to follow and know that, you know, it's going to be tough and there's going to be a lot of things that I don't know. I'm going to be put in situations where I'm not familiar at all, like I am every day, but I know that that's a challenge and that's, I have to rise up to the occasion. I mean, you either bend or break and right now I've, I've been pushed, but I'm bending and I'm getting stronger. That bend provides strength and that strength provides the knowledge that I'm going to, I'm going to need in the long run. And I think that's really what it is. Just competition, that athlete mentality tr translates to my real life situations. And I think that's kind of what, what drives me really. And when did you, when did you first uh, develop? Because I agree. I think one of the best things I talk a lot of trash about football because I hate kind of the NFL, what it is, how it treats people. Um, but there is no doubt that sports generally, it, what it teaches is a mentality that everybody successful eventually figures out, which is that the only way to be successful is to just keep working. It's the only thing that matters. If you're, as long as you're moving forward, as long as you're trying harder or hard, as hard as you can, then like eventually you're going to just start outworking everybody. That, that's just the reality. <clears throat> you're not going to be the best. You may be seen and called the best, but what you really will be is the most consistent. That's what you will be. Sports teaches you that. Some people just get outworked. And for you to be 19 and to recognize that is very mind-blowing to me. And Mike, let's talk, let's swing over to you. Like, what are your <laughs> dreams? <laughs> yeah. I, and so. I, don't, I don't want you to take this like you need to be Leo because we all know. No, I was going to say, let's Leo talk about like, how different. Yeah. No. That is I mean, not, that's not normal. Dude, no. And that's, it's funny. I spent, so I'm, I'm, I'll be 38 this summer. Um, mm -hmm. JJ and I know each other because we went to a very small private choral school. Uh, it was actually a middle school. We were the children's choir in residence for the New York Philharmonic. So like we were doing like big time choir stuff as kids. And it was like just such a crazy education, crazy experience. I think that place actually has a lot to do with just the, a lot of the confidence that, that uh, I think JJ has and that I have and, and just really believing in your own abilities because man, were we thrown into places like we would after concerts, we would stand in the lobby and schmooze the audience as they left, like as kids, like we were expected to strike up conversations with adults who had just watched us perform. Like what kid does that? Like, so I think it really, it, it kind of like baptism by fire. In fact, I think that's a, a term that I learned through at that school. <laughs> um, we learned so much at such a young age. Um, but I, I think, so what, what motivates me, there's a few different things. What motivates me is people. And I, I don't want to say they're suffering, however it may be. But when I really think back, the things that have impacted me most are the ways in which I knew that someone I cared about, or even just someone was hurt. That I feel that like when, when I know somebody is hurting, like I can't help, but like really feel it. Like I get choked up. But, um, uh, okay. Let me, let me just clarify. Cause I think yeah, I understand what you, what you mean or what you're saying. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page. <clears throat> 
totally. you say that you I'm feel that when you feel that they are hurt, right? Uh, you're saying yeah. that what moves you is your ability to, to be able to help them or, or to try to try, right? To want to help just them. to alleviate their pain, just to alleviate their pain. I mean, part of my realization that I needed to find a new career was my own mental health. And I realized how it was going downhill because I was feeling these emotions and wanting to help people and feeling the pain of seeing other people in pain and nothing in my daily life was helping me to alleviate their pain and therefore alleviate my pain. And so my mental health just kept getting worse because all I was doing was being upset and not solving it. Um, and so that is, that's kind of really the aha moment that I had is in, in wanting to reach out to you and even starting this journey was just, I am suffering because I'm not allowing myself to work towards the things that will bring me relief. And so why the hell am I doing that? Um, uh, I forget what else I was, I was going to say, but. Okay. Well, you, okay. Gave, you gave it, you gave Who us a lot on that one. So what you, what yeah. you are suggesting and what you are saying is that you're, you're finding a uh, new life in the fact that you are helping people that you believe that you are yes. helping people. And that, that is something I can say that I, I see in you all the time. As soon as you know, somebody needs something you are consistently the first person to like be there to try and help to want like it. Does, mm. You don't need like, even if you don't know anything at all, you will still be standing there ready to help oh, to yeah. do anything, like literally anything. Right. And and those kinds of people like the, I love to find those kinds of people because to me, mm. what it tells me is that they are passionate. They, they are giving, they're caring. They already see a bigger picture. It's just not theirs. Some people need to be kind of driven a little bit. Some people just need a little bit of a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance. We all do. But you, if you are willing to learn, then you're willing to grow. And if you're willing to grow, then you're willing to be useful to somebody. Believe me, somebody needs some help. Everybody yeah. isn't good at asking. Everybody isn't good at receiving help. But we all need it. So yeah. you know, I, I think that's a great thing, Leo. I'm gonna swing back to you because let's talk about. Once you have your dream, right? A lot of people, uh, the, the dreaming part is really the, the easiest part of the of the solution, right? <laughs> All you got to do is think it up. But one of the hardest parts is moving from dream into that consistency mode. What do you do to get out of the dream spot and recognize it's time to put in the work? When do you start putting in the structure? Jaden, they said the dream is free and the work is sold separately, right? So, <laughs> oh, like, that's good, yeah, that's, man. Who say that? That's I really like good. that. I like that. It is totally sold separately, yeah. and don't nobody really want the price. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know that price tag is one that will drive people away. You know that that dream never really leaves that dream stage when you find out what that price tag and what you have to put into it. You know, it's going to cost you. So it's it's about first setting dreams and goals that are realistic, knowing yourself and knowing that. It's not going to be easy, and this road is not going to be easy at all. But trusting that you can get it done, it's it's okay to readjust your goals based on you know the given the give and take type relationship. You know what I mean? Readjust them, see how your you know life is going and whatnot. Because life hits you. I mean, I'm only 19, and I can I can see that sometimes life just hits you from from the side. You ain't blindsided like let's say in football, you just don't see it coming. So you have to readjust your goals as you go. But it doesn't mean you have to completely change them. It doesn't mean you have to shut the goals down and just leave the dream as as is 
So I think when it comes to putting that work, it's planning it out, trying to map it out as best you can and accounting for different things that can happen, but mapping it out and having people that can help you. You know, one thing I've learned so far in this internship is that networking and finding people that can help you accomplish your goals. It's not, it's, there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame in reaching out and asking for advice. That's all I do. That's all I do at the firm. I can't tell you how many times I'm running the Cheryl or Mike or JJ or anybody and I'm walking back and forth, you know, just trying to get the help that I need because there's no shame in that. I'd rather I get that help and have people tell me what I'm doing instead of going 10 steps in the wrong direction just to come all the way back. You know what I mean? I think that's also one thing is mapping it out then finding the help and building that support group around yourself, surrounding yourself with people that have the same vision as you, surrounding yourself with people that have the same, you know, long-term, short-term, like just people that, that you know are going to push you. You know, nothing's worse mm-hmm. than having a goal and having people undermine it or people kind of look at you and say, you know, I, that doesn't sound too, too realistic. You know, no, I've known you my whole life. I don't think you can do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's something that's something that's, something that's just really just going to be detrimental to you. So you got to surround yourself with people that are going to push you, get that support group around you, and then kind of move together, you know. I mean, have people that are going to push and drive you into to, to success. So to me, it's always been about coaches and teammates that have pushed me to reach different goals on and off the field. You know, I had coaches that when I told them I got an internship for summer were as happy as if, as if I scored a game winning touchdown. You know, and that's just mm-hmm. having people that are going to push me on and off the field and know that there's more to life than football. But it's also like you know, my long term goals, my career. You know, football ends, but the career, you know, that's what's really going to push me. So having people that see the vision aren't just, you know, tunnel vision and only seeing, you know, it's easy for some coaches to only have you worry about football or whatever sport or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have people that just only want to have you worry about one thing. Like Dave's running the firm, but he's also doing a million different ventures that all kind of come together to benefit mm-hmm. everybody in the firm. But he's not just always thinking about the firm. He's thinking about different ways to branch it out. I think having that vision to see the different path is really what you, you need to have to accomplish your goals. Just being able to kind of see the different things and reach out to different people and different, because you can, you can find help in places that you never even thought, you know, you can find Absolutely. people that can, people can come out the woodwork and be able to help you do what, whatever it is you're trying to do. So just keeping your eyes open and being optimistic, you know, never burn a bridge. This is something that, you know I mean? Even if somebody isn't going to be able to help you now, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to help you later down the road or you don't be able to help them and kind of open that line of communication. So there's a few, a few things that I've learned, you know, throughout, you know, my, my young, my quite, my young, my young life, you know, and some things that I've learned and, so far. And again, man, like very, very well spoken. I'm sure the audience already understands, you know, what a young superstar you are in the making and whatever you decide to do, young brother, it's, it's going to be good. And I hope that I'm around to, to cheer you on when you're doing it. Like from this point, man, I'm just a fan. Like I'm going to help you any way I can. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, but like, let's swing it over to Mike. I'm going to ask this question to Mike. It's a little bit heavier and I'm going to swing it to you because, you know, we, since we're a little bit older, we've been through a little bit more and Mike, I want to ask you, what does it feel like when you're trying to accomplish a dream and the people who are supposed to be in your support system don't support your dream? What does it feel like to have those people say, you know what? You know, I know you really well, and you're probably not going to accomplish this, so you shouldn't even start. Can you talk <laughs> to? Can you talk to what it feels like to make that decision? How do you know? You know which voice to listen to. I know this is something right. that you have knowledge on, so I just want you to, to to talk about kind of that situation, if you could. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I first, I realized I didn't, I didn't quite say my, my work background. I've been in, in technology, education and sales. Uh, and I studied voice performance in college. So I majored in opera. Um, I can sing pretty well, but, uh, in, in a lot of that, I've had, I've had a lot of, you can imagine, especially as a vocalist, how easy it is for people to say like, yeah, you know, that's not really the right role for you. Even, even if it's as simple as that. Or like, hey, you know, maybe you're not a tenor. You might be a bass. <laughs> you know, little things like that. But um, it's it's deflating. I think I'm very lucky in the sense that through my developmental years as a young child, I was very much um, buoyed and supported by the people around me. Uh, I was told that they believed in me, and I. I uh, and that, you know, the skills I had were valid. Um, I think a lot of what I've dealt with is my inner monologue, uh, whether I'm telling myself that I believe it. Um, the other thing that I've learned as well, and I learned this from you, JJ, is understand the people who, and I mean, this, this is this is one of the most powerful things I think anybody who understands the ability of their networking, because that really is almost... That's almost anybody's power, really. Um, understand who is the right person to pose this question to. Because if you go to somebody and ask them a question that they don't have the knowledge to answer, you are not gaining knowledge. You're gaining opinion. And that opinion might be one of love. It might be one of concern. Um, but it might not be one of knowledge. Um and, and so it's, it's so important to understand. And that's like, Leo, you were saying, never burn a bridge. Um, you know, uh, I learned that lesson a little later. There were some bridges I burned, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. You were, <laughs> you, just, you were, you, just, you were a really good bridge burner. Wood again. When like, we oh, were young, yeah. you, you used to burn bridges Ooh. left and right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If I, if I didn't think I had time for you, no, nah, I didn't have time for you. Um, and, but nonetheless, I mean, that's not out of place of malice. That's just out of a place of, of selfishness. You know, I just, uh, I just, there's a world, everybody has an entire universe inside of here. And sometimes, and that's something that comes with age. And I don't mean any, any disrespect to you, Leo, cause you might, you might hit it faster than I did, or you might already have it. But some people realize at a certain point in their life that, oh yeah, I've been narrating my own reality to myself and it might not be that way. Some people never realize that. And that's the really sad thing. Uh, some people, it just hits them at different ages. <laughs> um, and mine, I think, hit me about five or six years ago, maybe. <laughs> so let me, let, me, let me pose you this question, Mike. When those naysayers come, when those doubts come, and most of those naysayers are going to come from within, right? It's going to be your own voice mm -hmm. that you hear casting doubt. What are the steps that you're taking to fight those voices since you know they're coming and you oh. know that they come often are you doing anything yeah. to to oppose them oh man have i got something for you i haven't even i didn't even prepare for this <clears throat> beforehand so mind don't mind me as i as i look through a note there is something that was taught to me by a colleague of mine that i think is amazing and helped me tremendously it's called the success formula so all of us need validation and achievement 
when we feel that we have, you know, we need reward really when we feel we have achieved something we've worked towards. So one of those things for me is I was trying to move into an education role uh, with uh, a previous uh, uh, place I had worked. And I realized that the network of people I had around me had more knowledge than I have myself, simply because there's more brains than one in all their heads than mine. Um, and mm. when I started utilizing them, even if it's just for feedback, hey, can you tell me anything you've noticed in my you know, performance over the last few months that you think I could improve? Coming from a place of wanting that. And also, again, recognizing who am I asking? Am I asking somebody that knows more than me or somebody that, I, that knows right. less than me? And, and right. you know, am I going to get something that will help me move forward or am I going to get something that's going to make me question the decisions <clears throat> that I've already been prepared to make? Um, I, that yeah. actually, that, that swings me to a, I, I love that because yeah. I do the same thing. And Leo, I know that this is something that I'm sure you kind of pride yourself on is the, the ability to surround yourself with people who you think are smarter than you, people who you know have something to teach you. How do you pick your friends how do you choose the not even your friends how do you choose the people that you align yourself with to ask the questions uh well i was just another thing i so i i live my life based on advice given to me by older people i've always tried to surround myself with adults because adults I've, they've lived it and they then they, they can kind of pass it down so somebody always uh an adult told me once that don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from right Oh, so, that's <laughs> damn! That's damn. good. That's, that's good. Really good. <laughs> with, that, with, with that being said, you know when I'm working with you, I take everything that you and Dave and Mike and everybody at the firm and any adult really, I take every criticism seriously because you guys have lived it and you guys know what you're talking about. Now, on the other hand, there's certain people that you know. That, say one of my one of my one of my friends told me, you know, Are you sure you want to work at a firm all summer? You know, you sure you don't want to you know do something a little bit that'll make you more money? And I told him like, really. In, in two weeks of being at the firm, I think I've made, in terms of connections, that's where the money's really going to be. That's where the money's really going to lie in the long run. So, you know, like I said, I wouldn't, I'm not going to take advice from her because she hasn't lived it. Or, right. you know, we're following two different paths, you know what I mean? So I surround myself with people that, and I always feel like the people that don't belong and the people that don't see my vision kind of fall off by themselves. I don't really... And when I say don't burn a bridge, it's easy when they fall off by themselves because you didn't burn the, you didn't have to burn the bridge. They kind of just kind of dropped off, and you kind of see that that separation kind of happen. And it doesn't mean we're not we're not friends. It doesn't mean I'm never going to talk to you again. But we're kind of following two different paths, and my path is taking me this way, and you're just taking you that way. And you know that bridge is still there, but like it just goes. So the people that I surround myself with, the people that I know, are following the same vision, people that have the same lofty goals as I do, and people that are trying to challenge themselves. And that's. And I've, I'm lucky enough to have had the same friends that for forever, or you know, it's, when I, I came to the, uh, hey, Dave, you might, um, Dave, Mike, you might not even know this, but uh, I came to the U.S. in fourth grade. So I was, I was born in Africa. I grew oh, up I there. Didn't and know I came, that. I, you know, I came to the U.S. in around in the fourth grade. I was in Cameroon. So you know, all okay. my Sixers fans, Joel and Bead, you know, him and I from the same place. So, oh, but uh, you know, uh, the, yeah, so the you, same so kids. You you're, you're gonna try and get him on the show one day, right? <laughs> something like that you know but uh i was lucky enough you know the same three guys that i met my first day of school in the u.s you know i sat next to one of them and across the other two those have been the same friends that i've had 
Holy crap. My, That's those awesome. are my same best friends. Hang out with them every day. You know what I mean? Those, those are my guys. And I'm lucky enough to have had this, that same clique of guys that, you know, played sports together growing up. We, you know, we kind of, and we diversified. We all started playing basketball together and somebody picked baseball. Somebody picked, you know what I mean? We all kind of diversified, but the goal still stayed the same. You know, one of them wants to be a surgeon. One that, you know I mean, it's the goals are still lofty, but you know, we're following different paths, but we're still best friends and we're still challenging each other. You know, one of them's telling me, I'm get. I have this internship here. I bet it doesn't be, be mine though. I bet it doesn't. You know, that's, 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 that's not competition, though. We're going to keep pushing each other in life and whatever. You know, remember one of my friends was the first one to dunk out of the group. I was out at that hoop for days after that, hoping that I could do it right after him. It's just challenging friends that challenge you at every single thing. Every single thing you do, school, life, whatever it is, are the people that are going to make you succeed. And that's, that's how I pick my group. And it kind of just, they pick themselves. I feel like I gravitate to those people and they kind of gravitate back. So we kind of, it kind of just goes without saying. Man, this brother's too good. Like I'm, I'm telling y'all, this, this is exactly how I would teach it, right? And it is that you don't really ever have to go out and find your teammates, right? You just got to go out and love on people. Like that's really all you got to do. You go out and you try your hardest for whatever you do. You give your, 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 your 120, you give your, your, your everything you got. And only one or two things can happen. Either people are going to grind so hard with you or they're going to stop. They're going to be like, no, nah, he worked too hard. It's like nobody wants to get dominated all the time, mm-hmm. right? They, they, that's how they burn their own bridge. Like you work too hard for me. It takes too much to get up that early and do that. You're right. It does, like, it does take a lot. I don't want to do it either, but I do it because I know you won't. And that is how our friend. And the thing is, once you learn early that all you really need is the desire to do that thing, we don't always know what our thing is. We all, some of us hit it at different ages. Like you are very blessed to have anything that drives you that hard, that young, because there's so many things to choose from. It's hard to pick a, a it's hard to pick a passion that you're also really good at you you've connected two of them early and so i think you know i i guess that mine that's kind of how I, I did too but i already had music i already had i had so many passions by the time i got to your age i still kind of lucked out so i want to swing it um mike when you when you plan <clears throat> let's whatever dream you're planning do you plan in your mind like, is there an actual goal that you want to hit? Do you see like an end date for your, or not a date, but like a an ending, a stopping point for your own dream? Like when it'll be accomplished, you mean? Like, like a, yeah. yeah. No, no, I would say that that's something that's, that's a skill that I have only started really growing um, and building in the last few years. Um, I, I was never one of those people that could, write the essay, where are you going to be in five years? Like my mind just couldn't even handle that for so long. Um, that's why I went to college for voice performance because it was what I was talented at. I knew that I would be good at it. And then lo and behold, I got there and there was all this schoolwork. I was like, what? I thought I just had to sing well. You had so, to yeah, put in that work and it was like, nah. I know. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, it, yeah, it's, and you know what, Leo, it might even, 
10 years, 20 years may pass and you, you find another passion that you get into. But the fact that you have a passion that you can be so focused on right now, that's amazing. And that's really like, I'm so happy for you. Um, even if it's not what you wind up doing. Um, so many people are just, they're just, oh, whatever, I'll just go with the flow for, you know. Uh, and, and that's fine too. Um, I lived a good life so far. I'm happy with it. But I'm ready. I'm ready to, <laughs> to you know, get, get to work. Yeah, do something different. And I, and that's good. Leo, let me ask you the same question. And um, have you, when you dream, is there a goal or something like at the end where you're like, yes, that's what I want? Uh, right now, that goal shifts, right? So I think because I, I think coming back to how young I am, there's just, mm-hmm. there's just so much that I haven't, I've yet to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm still, right now I'm still planning for my sophomore year of school. Now I'm, you know, now working at the firm, I'm planning on, you know, law school and, you know, where I want to go for that. I feel like the goal just, it just keeps shifting. And, you know, I'm so focused on being good today and winning at everything that I do today that that long-term goal, it's there, but it's not as clear as I would like for it to be yet. And I think I just need more experience under my belt. I just need more time, more connections, you know, kind of build that network. And I think as time goes on, maybe, I mean, who knows, by the end of the summer, you know, when I'm done, you know, this first part of me working with you guys and I have to go back to school, I think hopefully I'll be in a, a better headspace. I can be in a, have a little bit clearer vision as to what, you know, that, that goal is for me. But it's there. It's just it's hard to really kind of break it down because I just have to – it's like a blank canvas right now. You know what I mean? It's just now starting to, to get some stuff on that canvas and it's just still a whole lot of space left to, to paint on. So, Absolutely, man. And as I, as I keep telling you, you know <clears> – <throat> Like, yes, we work hard during the day, but I want you, this is the time that you have in life where you don't have a lot of responsibilities. Try a whole bunch of different stuff because you are good at a lot of different things. So like, while yes, I am still pulling that you will be an attorney and and at the end of the day, you know, come work here. Yes, that would be perfect in a perfect world. But if you find happiness doing something else, I'm still going to cheer for you. I still want to see you do well. So like, you're doing the exact right thing. You're, you're putting, you know, trying a bunch of different things and see what moves you because everything's not going to move you the same way. And there's no way for you to know what's, what you like until you try it. So like, I think you're doing the best you can with, I mean, like, listen, man, you ahead, you ahead of the curve. There's really no, I'm not giving you advice at this point. Like (laughs) you don't, you're doing what you need to do. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about, I asked that question because I, I felt like, I kind of hit my goal. I kind of hit my dream. My dream, I think at some point, it shifted, like you were saying, Leo, from the moment I graduated law school, my dream was, you know, like, the dream was to to just get through at first, like, right? Like, when I was in it, I'm like, yeah. just get through this crap. I got through, I graduated, and then I had hit the, the dream I passed. And immediately, it was time for a new dream. And so, like, then I became, you know, a public defender <clears throat> and went through that for a little while and had my own firm. And then I had it for maybe about two or three years. And then at about year three, uh, the firm started to become successful, right? We had worked for so long, me and Dave, that and I, Cheryl, we had started to make some money. And I started to actually hit my own dream. I started to live the things that I wanted. I was able to take care of the people I wanted to take care of. I was able to do the things I wanted to do. And 
it kind of just dawned on me from running back into you, Leo, when you when you hit me that day that we met, and I'm like, man, his brother's working harder than I am right now. <laughs> At 19 years old, like I I had I had I had not planned for what was going to happen after I became successful. I didn't plan for the next chapter because I don't know, maybe I maybe I didn't think I was going to get it, but I knew I was going to get it at the same time. But now it's interesting. Now we need to start planning for the next chapter, right? We are already successful as a firm. We have been here for five years. And so that's one thing that I think you're dead on where you're like, it, it shifts. Mine doesn't shift as frequently because I'm a little bit older, but at 19, mine was shifting the same way. When I left law school, I wanted to be a sports agent. And now I still am not a sports agent, but here you are. Maybe my dream was just incomplete. And so I say all that to say, I hope that you guys have some incomplete dreams. I hope that we can paint them together. I hope that we we talk more uh, on these things, that we inspire each other more. I hope that the next time that we're on here, we can share more of our dreams, our goals. I want to give you guys a chance to kind of leave the, the audience with something that um, you guys are working towards, something to leave them on the cliff, hanging, listening, and bringing them back. But I, I, I got one if you guys don't, so... Go ahead. We'll start with Mike. What you got for him? What you going to leave him with? Uh, well, I, uh, I to tease you guys for an upcoming podcast, uh, I mentioned I'm a vocalist. Uh, and uh, JJ's mother is also a vocalist. And in one of the next few podcasts, uh, her and I are going to be discussing, you know, what our careers have looked like and how it can relate into the legal world. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And if, if we, you know, if it goes well, her and I may wind up just starting our own podcast together um oh yeah. man oh man you see you see <laughs> the what very a little bit of gas will do you see <laughs> i like it i like it i like uh, it and yeah, then man. and now you're gonna hound her right here's the thing you gotta hound her to get her on here and then yeah you're right all those things are possible who knows yeah right yeah i love it i love it leo what you what you gonna leave the people with uh, right now, I got to get my feet wet, like I said, but the way it looks is Leo Egby and Associates might be happening a lot sooner than we thought. We'll just, uh, we will we'll keep the ball rolling. We're going to stay hungry and never stay complacent. You know, keep challenging myself, you know, with JJ and everybody at the firm. But just know we're going to be working. There's, there's, there's still work to be done. The job's not finished, and we're going to keep at it. That is dope, dope. And... I hope that my family is listening because on the next, hopefully by the next podcast, there will be a big secret that whoever guesses what it is, and this can be anybody that does not work in this firm, because most of you <laughs> already know, <laughs> but whoever guesses what it is, I will give $250 if you can guess my secret before I let it out. You're announcing your time. run for the GOP seat of president. Two fifty, two fifty to the friends and fam. Y'all probably gonna have about two or three weeks. Let's see. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut as long as I can. 
We'll see. Until next time, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Fighting for Justice. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Stay safe. But if you need us, come get us. If you ever want a question, log here at Last Debate. SNS, slip and fall, who you call? JJ. Get in trouble, get in who get it solved? JJ. My practice make it stink like a cactus, JJ. Had a dream, got a team, now they do this all day. George Floyd, Breonna Teller was amongst us. We fight and shine light, so bright to fight injustice. The pink is big and small, we want them all, please confront us. Questions on the law, JJ, who you call? Come and get your justice. Law, you know who to call. We keep on fighting. Problem with the law.